is it possible to depose a pope? It's been Catholic teaching for over a thousand years that no one can judge the first see. No one can judge the Pope. So that's a big question. If that's the case, is it possible to depose a Pope? Who would do it? Who would have the authority and how would it work? Well, today I'm going to be reading from St. Robert Bellarmine. And this is from his controversies. It's Tomb Thomas, book two. It's De Ecclesia. And he gives a process for the deposition of a pope in two situations, in suspicion of heresy and in tyranny. And he believes that it's just that a general council could be called in order to declare deposed such a pope. Now, last week, I talked about Cardinal Burke not being allowed to enter into a Vatican congregation on a technicality based on a certain medical treatment that he refuses to get. And in that video, I made a filial appeal to Cardinal Burke. And I want to repeat it again. In the Catholic Church right now, we are living in a time of mass confusion. We are living in a time where we have a man, well, actually we have two men wearing white cassocks, which is confusing, but we have Pope Francis Bergoglio, who has taught such thing as you can either by schism, heresy, apostasy, denying your own baptism, you cannot remove yourself from the one church of Christ or the communion of saints. He said that on February 2nd. He has brought the Pachamama idol into St. Peter's Basilica. And a number of other, I mean, I could go on and on. Confusing, heretical, problematic statements and devotions that have caused people, I mean, if we want to get serious, there's people who are leaving the church over these things. There are people who are not becoming Catholic because of these things. There are people who are actually believing, well, there's nothing I can do to remove myself from the communion of saints and from the church like Francis teaches. Um, I don't have to go to Mass. I don't have to do anything. Also, Pope Francis saying that God wills the plurality and diversity of religions. That's just not true. It's contradictory to the Catholic faith. And so the appeal is, we must begin a process of investigation. Archbishop Vigano has called for a process of investigation. People have asked, what does that look like? Who has the authority to begin an investigation and to move forward? And Robert Bellarmine gives us that process. This is not today Taylor Marshall saying, hey, I have a great idea. Let's do this. Today is Taylor Marshall reading from a book from a saint, St. Robert Bellarmine, doctor of the church, and he is the authority on the papacy. If you took a poll on tra with traditional priests and professors and faculty members and said, who in the Catholic church is considered the authority when it comes to doctrine on the papacy? 99 out of 100 of people you polled, they would say St. Robert Bellarmine. 
He's the one that writes on it. He is the most resourced theologian leading up into the decision of Vatican I on universal supremacy and papal infallibility. So I'm not choosing some random person in history, a random theologian, my uncle or my cousin. I'm choosing to read today from St. Robert Bellarmine, and I think you'll be surprised by what he says and the process that he lays out for popes who are suspected of heresy and or tyranny. Before we get into all this, we will continue our Easter joy. Christ is risen. Alleluia. He is risen indeed. And we will pray the Our Father together, and then we'll get into it. Oremus nomini Patris et Fidii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Patro noster, qui es in celi, sanctificetur nomen tuum, adveniat regnum tuum, fiat voluntas tua, secut in cello et in terra. Panum nostrum quotidianum da nobis odie, et dimite nobis debita nostra, sicut et nos dimitimus debitoribus nostris, et ne nos inducas in tentationem, se libera nos amalo. Amen. All right, before we begin, I want to draw everyone's attention to a very important principle in Catholic theology. It's on the screen, top right corner. The first C is judged by no one, in the original version, also continues to say, except he deviate from the faith. Nisi afide devius. Deviation of the faith. Usually we quote it without that clause. That is part of the original clause, and it also echoes something that was taught by Pope Innocent III. Put that on the screen. I'll read it to you. He says, a Pope Innocent III died in 1216. He says, quote, For me, the faith is so necessary that whereas for other sins, my only judge is God, i.e. the first C is judged by no one, for the slightest sin committed in the matter of the faith, I could be judged by the church, end quote. So, you will hear people say, well, there's been bad popes before. I mean, wasn't there a pope who had a mistress? Or wasn't there a pope that was, you know, a little bit too much into the money and the riches and abusing his office? Yes. But remember, the papacy is given to us by Jesus Christ, Matthew 16, to bind and loose on earth and to strengthen the brothers, to preserve union on earth, and to confirm the doctrine, the morality of, of Jesus Christ on earth. That's why we have a papacy. To preserve the faith. So even Innocent III, who died in 1216, says, for the slightest sin committed in the matter of the faith, I could be judged by the, by the church. And this is where St. Robert Bellarmine is going to pick up. All right, are you ready to go? I'm quoting authorities. Again, I'm just a dad with a webcam. I have zero authority over your life. I have zero authority over your family, your friends. I'm just going to read a book to you today by a saint, St. Robert Bellarmine. Are you ready? Let's do it. And by the way, this is St. Robert Bellarmine right here. Cardinal. All right, I am reading from De Ecclesia, St. Robert Bellarmine. I'm using the edition, the translation English that's uh, done by my friend, Ryan Grant. You've seen him on this podcast before. This is his English translation from the Latin. And I'm going to be reading from chapter 9. It's on the utility of councils. And he gives six reasons why the church should call 
a general counsel. Six reasons. I'm not going to go into all those reasons. Just know that reason number four is for intervention with the papacy. I'm going to read it slowly and make some comments along the way. Again, this is not my uh, idea or something I thought up or dreamt about. This is me reading a saint. And I would say the authority, the authority when it comes to the papacy. St. Robert Bellarmine says, quote, the fourth reason is suspicion of heresy in the Roman pontiff. If perhaps it might happen, or if he were an incorrigible tyrant, for then a general council ought to be gathered either to depose the Pope, if he should be found to be a heretic, or certainly to admonish him if he seemed incorrigible in morals. All right, I'm going to pause right there. Bellarmine says, St. Robert Bellarmine, the fourth reason to have a council is if there is a suspicion of heresy in the Roman pontiff. A suspicion. We're not saying he's definitely a heretic. If there is suspicion, and there is more than a suspicion in heresy when it comes to Francis Bergoglio. Over in the comments, let me know. Leave a comment below. What are some of the things that have been confusing and suspicious that Francis has said over the years? Well, there's a Morris Letizia, which grants absolution and communion to people who are sexually active in a non-valid marriage. Divorce and remarried without a, declar a declaration of annulment. That's an Amoris Laetitia. That's contrary to the received Catholic tradition. It's contrary to sacred scripture. I've already mentioned that God wills the plurality and diversity of religions. That's wrong. That's heretical. There's nothing you can do to remove yourself from the church and communion of saints. That's heretical. Again, I'm a dad with a webcam. I'm not here to say formal heresy, manifest heresy. These are all important terms, but it's definitely material heresy. These things are not true. For example, what he said on February 2nd, Pope Francis Bergoglio, is directly in contradiction with what, what Pope Pius XII said regarding the three sins that remove you from the Catholic Church. Heresy, schism, and apostasy. I put them on the screen, remember, side by side. I said, here's what Francis said, and here's what Pius XII said, and they're directly contradictory. Heresy. Heresy. So if there's a suspicion of heresy in the Roman pontiff, or he's an incorrigible tyrant, what would that mean? I think, I'm not St. Robert Bellarmine, but my thought here is if a pope decided, I'm just going to excommunicate the entire church, so it's just me and the church, that would be a form of tyranny. If he imposed excessive fines or fees, or he... I don't know, made something so excessive and penitential, like he said, for the next 10 years, everyone can only cannot eat meat and only have one meal a day and tried to bind the consciences of people to do something that's extreme, that, that would be tyranny over the church. I mean, technically the Pope can bind our conscience, but if he were to do something like that, that would be, I think, qualifying for an incorrigible tyrant. And so the cardinals would step in with a general council, 
And he says to depose if he should be found a heretic or certainly to admonish him. Now, elsewhere, St. Robert Bellarmine says that a pope or anyone really should receive two admonishments, two warnings. They get this from St. Paul in his epistles to St. Timothy, that people should be warned twice. And after two times, if they won't correct their ways, then they are to be shunned. That is the decree of excommunication. So there needs to be an admonishment. Obviously, you wouldn't get to this step if there weren't an admonishment already. Has there been an admonishment with Francis? I think so. Uh, Cardinal Burke, Cardinal Braunmuller, and the other two dubia cardinals did uh, submit dubia questions, doubtful questions, regarding Amoris Laetitia, and they were shown the hand. They were never given an answer. They've been pushed away. That certainly is an admonishment. We know that Bishop Schneider uh, personally asked for a clarification on the Abu Dhabi document. That solution is not grammatically sound, given by Francis Bergoglio. That's another admonishment, and perhaps there's been others. Um, but there needs to be a formal process of an admonishment, and then it leads to a general counsel and to a trial. Let me continue reading on St. Robert Bellarmine on this process. As it is related in the Eighth Council, general councils ought to impose judgment on controversies arising in regard to the Roman pontiff, albeit not rashly. So here we have another ecumenical council, the Eighth Council, which in fact says general councils should get involved with controversies arising in regard to the Roman pontiff. Again, not my opinion, the opinion of the greatest authority in the papacy. For this reason, St. Robert Bellarmine says, we read that the Council of Sinvasano in the case of Pope St. Marcellinus, as well as Roman councils in the case of Pope Damasus, Sixtus III, and Symmachus, as well as Leo III and Leo IV, none of whom were condemned by a council. Marcellinus enjoined penance upon himself in the presence of the council, and the rest purged themselves. So he says this has happened before. It would not be a first if the cardinals got together, and I'm making again an appeal to Cardinal Burke, Cardinal Braunmuller, Cardinal Mueller, Cardinal Sarah, Cardinal Lorenze, all of them. It would not be a first for them to get involved with an admonishment, questions, clarifications in an official way with regard to Francis Procolio. Whether you think Benedict's the Pope, whether you're a set of a contest, whether you're all in and say Francis is definitely the Pope, none of those things matter here. We have a man claiming to be the successor of St. Peter who is imposing confusion and erroneous teaching on the church. That requires a process, and it involves a general counsel, according to Robert Bellarmine. Thank you for the super chats. I'm going to try to be better on super chats. I'm usually talking and monologuing, and I don't see them. I'm going to try to be better. So thank you for that. Oh, by the way, if you're enjoying this, give it a thumbs up. Share it on Facebook or Twitter, 
And if you're new, of course, please subscribe, hit the bell for notifications whenever I go live. So what we see in Robert Bowerman conforms to what we see over here in Innocent III. For those of you just joining us, he says, quote, For me, the faith is so necessary that whereas for my other sins, my only judge is God, the first C is judged by no one, for the slightest sin committed in the matter of the faith, I could be judged by the church. Now, elsewhere, St. Robert Bellarmin gives five opinions on what on whether popes can be heretical and what would happen if they were heretical. In his famous fifth opinion, and I've covered it before, he says that a manifest, a pope who becomes a manifest heretic de facto falls from the papacy. This teaching is also taught by John Henry Cardinal Newman and others. I could provide a list, but I didn't, I didn't bring the list or set the list up. This is the majority position amongst Catholic theologians that, you know, if a pope is just by himself one evening and he says, you know, maybe for 24 hours, he says, you know, I think Luther, Martin Luther was right. He had good points. I, I, I want to be a Lutheran. And he just thinks that in his mind. And then the next morning, he says, what was I thinking? You know, did I ha drink too much chartreuse last night? That's ridiculous. He doesn't lose the papacy. That's private heresy. What Bellarmine calls occult heresy is hidden. But according to Bellarmine, when he manifests it to the whole church in the open, according to Robert Bellarmine, he falls de facto from the papacy. And yet he still says a process must be followed. And the process is what I'm reading to you in De Ecclesia, chapter nine, book one, chapter nine. Again, let me read the opening part here. The fourth reason for having a general council is suspicion of heresy in the Roman pontiff, if perhaps it might happen, or if he were an incorrigible tyrant, for then a general council ought to be gathered either to depose the Pope, if he should be found to be a heretic, or certainly to admonish him if he seemed incorrigible in morals. So let's just say there's a Pope and he has a harem of 50 prostitutes. Be horrible. Yeah, the cardinals of the church would get involved and give an admonishment saying, you know, it's just a bad, it's, you're going to go to hell, A, and then B, you're just defaming the reputation of the Catholic church by having this harem prostitutes. And if he's incorrigible in morals, they have to continue to press it. You see, the Catholic faith, the Catholic church teaching is not just, well, there's this bad Pope and he's got, you know, prostitutes or heresy or idols or whatever. Like, there's just nothing we can do about it. I mean, we're just Catholic and he's just up there upstairs and there's nothing we can do about it. No, there is a process. There is an intervention that can be done. And it is time, I believe, again, this is just a guy on a webcam talking, that we begin a process. And I'm calling out with a filial heart to Cardinal Burke, Cardinal Mueller, Cardinal Braun Mueller, Cardinal Sarah, Cardinal Lorenze. In the comments, you can perhaps suggest others to say, please get involved. 
please issue an admonishment. Please call together cardinals. Please begin the process outlined here by St. Robert Bellarmine. And you know what would be great is they bring it before Francis Bergo. He said, yeah, you're right. I've, I've kind of been off, been straying a little bit on these things. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and issue some public clarifications to the Catholic Church and to the whole world so that there's no longer any confusion on this. I'm going to set everything orthodox. Great. Bravo. Bravo. But letting things hang with confusion is not going to save souls. It's not for the betterment of the church. And I would also, I've called out, I've, you know, I've called out to in a in a filial way to Cardinal Burke and Cardinal Brown Mueller and Mueller. I would also call out to Cardinal, well, I don't know if he's a Cardinal, Ratzinger, Ben in the 16th. Pope Emeritus, as they call him. Can you say something? Can you also speak to our time of confusion, our time of desolation, where the traditional Latin mass is being restricted yet again? I mean, call me crazy, but that to me seems like tyranny to say you can't have the traditional Latin mass that's been received for over a millennium and even longer than that. There needs to be an intervention. And cardinals wear red, not just because it looks cool. It does look cool. But because it's the color of blood. It's the idea that truth is more important than our own blood. It's like John the Baptist. Why did John the Baptist die? Was he defending Trinitarian dogma or Christological dogma or the Incarnation? Technically, John the Baptist died because he objected to the marriage of, was it Herod Antipas? Who was an incestuous marriage. That's why he lost his head. John the Baptist died because he was defending traditional marriage. The signal dropped. Hopefully we're back. I'll just give it a minute. All right, we're back. Good. As I was saying before the signal dropped, the faith, the church that can never change, established by Jesus Christ. When there is confusion, when there is confusion, it must be addressed. Really, St. Robert Bellarmine is establishing what we call today intervention. If dad is a helpless drunk, the family needs to step in. The older sons need to step in and say, dad, you need help. We want to help you. Here's a process. Let's move forward. Pretending like it isn't there is enabling it. Pretending like there is no problem or just shrugging your shoulders is not responsible. It's not charitable. It's not loving. You know, we've got the bishops of Germany who are promoting LMNOP weddings. We have probably most of the bishops of the world who are okay with contraception. I can't tell you the number of people, it would take me several hands to count them all, who went to confession and the priest said, yeah, you can get your wife on the pill or use a condom, just follow your conscience, whatever. No big deal. This is not Catholicism. We are living in a time of crisis. And it's time 
that the advice of St. Robert Bellarmine, the instructions are followed and that we do have an intervention and that the cardinals of the Church of Rome step up. You know, there was this memo that went around about a month ago. It was authored by an anonymous person who went by Demos, which is Greek for the people. And Demos, whoever this person is, maybe it's a cardinal. I don't know. I hope so. Just kind of went through the litany of the problems that have gone on during the pontificate of Pope Francis Bergoglio and said, this is out of control. And mainly that memo was talking about how we can correct these problems by electing the next pope. But you know what? That's just kicking the can down the road. We need to begin now in trying to fix the current situation. We can kick the can down the road and we might have the same problem again in five years. There needs to be an intervention. There needs to be an admonishment. There needs to be a process. Now, I just want to add something from the theology of Robert Bellarmine. He uses here the word depose. Let me read it again. The fourth reason is suspicion of heresy in the Roman pontiff. If perhaps it might happen, or if he were an incorrigible tyrant, then a general council ought to be gathered either to depose the Pope, if he should be found a heretic, or certainly to admonish him. Technically, the cardinals, the bishops, nobody has the power to depose a Pope per se. A Pope qua Pope, because they don't have authority over the Pope. What Bellarmine is saying here, especially when you read it in the context of the Fifth Opinion, he's saying that if a pope were to fall into heresy, he would fall from the papacy de facto. So in that case, he would cease being the pope, and then it would require the cardinals of Rome and a general council to declare that deposition. They're no longer judging a pope. They're judging a man who once was the pope. And the way that they would determine that he once was the Pope is they would have to reveal and try him for the heresy that he teaches. Does that make sense? And once we understand that principle right there, everything fits with Vatican I, the indefectibility of the church, the first see can be judged by no one, Pope Innocent III over here, that no one can judge him except if he were to be deviant on even the slightest sin in the matter of faith is the words of Pope Pius III. Does that make sense? So we are lay people. We can't do this. We can pray. We can call out to the shepherds. We can call out to the cardinals like Cardinal Burke and say, you are an expert in canon law. You know Robert Bellarmine better than any of us. Can we begin this process of admonishment? this process of deposition, and hopefully the admonishment works and everything gets better and more clear and more loving and more truthful. That's what we all want. There is literally nothing to lose by following the instructions of Robert Bellman. Nothing. Now, the reason some cardinals might not want to do it is, man, you start this, there's going to be a lot of people who try to stab you in the back. You're not going to get invited to dinners and Vatican parties, but who cares? I've been to some of those Vatican dinners and parties. They're lame. But you would, when you die, hear the words of Jesus Christ, well done, good and faithful servant. And he would turn around and present you to the hosts of heaven and say, this is the cardinal who began the process. This is the cardinal 
who began the restoration of all things during this time period. And you would have great merit, I believe, great merit before Almighty God. So let's pray and let's hope that this process of admonition moves forward. And I'm saying this, by the way, not in hate, not in spite. I'm saying it for love of the church, love of the papacy, love of Benedict XVI, and love of Francis I, Bergoglio. We want all men to be saved, just as God wants all men to be saved. But we have to call a spade a spade. Orthodoxy is orthodoxy. Truth is truth. The Catholic faith is a Catholic faith and never changes. So there it is. If you like this, like it, share it, subscribe, and uh, leave a comment below. I'm going to definitely uh, read the comments uh, on this one because I imagine this is going to be uh, uh, one that is a little controversial, but I think by reading the words of St. Robert Bellarmine, there's some comfort. We're not hopeless. There is a process. There is a way forward. We just need cardinals with the fortitude, with the faith, with the strength, with the encouragement to do it. Or maybe it's, maybe in the moment, it's Ratzinger Benedict. Maybe he's the one that steps forward. Wouldn't that be a miracle? Maybe it's a cardinal that I didn't name, an obscure cardinal I don't even know about. A new cardinal, an old cardinal, I have no idea. Someone needs to begin the process of healing in the church. Amen and amen. All right, thanks for watching, everyone. Again, please do subscribe. Make sure that you are praying the rosary every blessed day. Pray the rosary or you're not on the team. You know what's more important than our current ecclesiastical situation? The Queen of Heaven, Our Lady of Fatima, and the message of Fatima. Penance, penance, penance. Pray the rosary every day. Do the first five Saturdays. This is the message. This is the way. Do it. Pray the rosary every day, or you're not on the team. Also, uh, I sent out today signed books to all the Patreon, the new Patreon people. You'll be receiving those in the next probably seven days. Signed books, all kinds of stuff. If you want to support this show, Go to patreon.com forward slash DR Taylor Marshall. In this evening or tomorrow, I will be giving away the beautiful Seraphim Rosary. Uh, rosary. Here it is. This is a heavy duty, beautiful, hand casted, gorgeous rosary with Our Lady of Fatima in that center piece there on the rosary. I think this rosary retails for like $400. It is gorgeous. Uh, one of the uh, supporters, patrons at Patreon will win that either tonight or tomorrow. If you still want to be in the drawing, you can do it. Just go to patreon.com forward slash Marshall and sign up. You'll get all kinds of cool things and you'll be in the drawing. All right. Thanks, everybody, for watching. And remember, our Lord Jesus Christ is the light of the world and the salt of the earth. So go out there and be salty. Pray for a restoration.